Hi, guys. Just want to give a huge thanks to Crunch Labs for sponsoring our podcast this week. Did you know Crunch Labs' goal is to show kids how to think like an engineer? They've got awesome build boxes where you get a STEM subscription and a really cool build-it-yourself toy arrives in the mail. Not just that, but they've got another fun-filled summer planned with Camp Crunch Labs. The best part is there's no sunscreen required. After you sign up, you'll get 12 build-it-yourself toys in the mail, each box shipped weekly. And you'll get access to exclusive Mark Rober videos, as well as weekly challenges. With Camp Crunch Labs, your kids will be learning and having fun all summer long. They can also participate in six challenges. And if you post to social media, Mark will choose one lucky winner who will get to visit Crunch Labs and be in the final video of the summer with Mark himself. That's pretty cool. Thanks to Camp Crunch Labs, we've got plenty to do this summer. It's such a bonus to have something so fun while learning at the same time. Don't forget, camp starts in June, so join soon. Make this summer your least boring summer ever and get Crunch Labs. Go to crunchlabs.com slash granny to sign your kids up for Camp Crunch Labs today. Did you know Granny McDuff now has a Patreon? You can get all episodes ad-free, games, puzzles, calendars, and more. You can even get discounts off Granny merch. Sign up now on Patreon. Go to GrannyMcDuffENT.com for more information. Good evening, children. It's Granny McDuff, ready with a story. So make yourselves comfy, and I'll begin. Once upon a time, there lived a princess who was called Aberdeen. She was from the faraway land of Scotland, the Scottish Highlands to be exact. Her father, King Seamus, had built his castle on the Isle of Skye, a place full of fairies and magic, and where there sat a glass mountain, a glorious but formidable sight. No one ever dared climb it, and there it sat. Aberdeen was quite happy. Every day, she went to the meadow with her ladies' maids, and they would sit in the tall grass and tell stories. One day, the son of a young noble passed by on his horse. He was surprised at the sight of the ladies in the grass. <laughs> Good day, he said. Hello, replied Aberdeen. He was quite taken with her, and she with him. What is your name? she inquired. Lachlan. The girls giggled. Well, it's only fair you give me yours, he said. I'm called Aberdeen. Princess Aberdeen, exclaimed one of the ladies. Well then, princess, ladies, I bid you good day. And with that, Lachlan rode off and disappeared into the forest. He passed by again the next day and the next after that. Each time staying a bit longer. Aberdeen grew to long for the afternoons in the meadow, for it was when she would see Lochlan. Soon, Aberdeen began to sit far away from her ladies' maids, and Lochlan would arrive. He would jump from his horse and sit next to her, and they would talk and laugh and tell stories. It went on just like this for months. But one day, the king made an announcement. 
any man who wished to wed his daughter must cross the glass mountain without falling. Lochlin went to the king and made his intentions clear. Your Highness, he said, I wish to wed your daughter. I love her with all my heart and shall make it my life's mission to see she is happy. Then so be it, replied the king. You shall be man and wife as soon as you cross the glass mountain. Aberdeen was horrified. What if he should fall? I shall go with you, she told Lachlan, and I shall hold you. Should you slip, I will not let you fall. He did not agree, but Aberdeen was quite insistent. And so they went to the mountain together. When they were halfway to the top, the mountain shook and suddenly opened up. The princess slipped and fell and the mountain swallowed her up. Lachlan could not see where she went for the mountain had closed so fast. He wept and mourned, as did the king, for they did not know how to get her back. The king had ordered the mountain broken open where she had been lost, but it was impossible, for the crevice into which she had fallen could not be found. Meanwhile, Aberdeen found herself deep in the mountain, inside a great cave. She did not know which way to go, and so instead she sat down and wept. Suddenly, she heard a man calling to her, and when she looked up, she saw an old man with a very long white beard and a cane made from glass with a sharp point on the end. Why so sad, young one? he asked. I've fallen and I'm not sure which way it is to get out. <laughs> there is no way out, you see. Not for you, anyway. I should like you to come with me. You shall be my servant. And if you do all that I ask, I shall let you live. Aberdeen was terribly scared. But what other choice did she have? She followed the old man. He led her through several tunnels to another cave where sat a small house. It was bare all around and cold. But inside, the house was warm and there was food. What may I call you? she asked. Rinkrank is my name. A lovely name, if I might say. Flattery will get you nowhere. You may sleep by the hearth. Be sure to have my breakfast ready when I wake. Aberdeen cried herself to sleep and tried to think of a way to escape, but she was asleep before she knew it. The next morning, the old man took a ladder from his pocket and set it against the cave wall. It grew and grew and grew until it reached the top and up old Rinkrank went. When he was at the top, he drew the ladder up after him and disappeared. And so it went on this way for quite some time. The princess was made to cook his meals, make his bed and do all of his work. Each day when old Rinkrank returned home, he brought with him a satchel full of gold and silver. 
Aberdeen had not a clue from where he got the trinkets, but she did as she was told and stored them beneath the floor. One day, after months had passed, old Rinkrank went up his ladder and Aberdeen was left to her work. She tidied the bed, cleaned the floor and put the dinner on the stove. The princess closed and locked all of the doors and windows. Except for one, she left a tiny window open just enough. Then she waited for Rinkrank to return. Old Rinkrank knocked on the door. Young one, open the door. I shall not. Why have you locked it? Aberdeen did not reply. Then Rinkrank began to recite. Here I stand, poor old Rinkrank, on me shanks, on me tired foot. Wash my dishes, young one. I have washed your dishes already, Aberdeen said. Then he chanted again. Here I stand, poor old Rinkrank, on my shanks, on my tired foot. Make my bed and open the door, young one. I have made your bed already, she said. And he began again, louder and louder. Here I stand, poor old Rinkrank, on my shanks, on my tired foot. Test me not and open the door. He ran all around the outside of the house and saw that the little window was left open. It was barely big enough to fit a cat, let alone a person. Rinkrank thought to himself, I will not be able to squeeze through, but I will look inside to see what she's doing in there and why she will not open the door for me. And so he stuck his head inside the window but he did not fit with his long beard, so he put his beard in first. And just as he got it through, Aberdeen slammed the window shut by pulling the rope she had so cleverly tied to it. Old Rinkrank was trapped. He began to cry. It was quite a pitiful sight. Do let me out, my dear. I had asked the same of you, yet here I still am. Aberdeen replied. Let me go! He shrieked. Tell me where you hide the ladder. Only then shall I free you. Old Rinkrank was trapped in more ways than one. He said, I keep it sometimes in my pocket and sometimes in my shoe. But rather today, it will be with you. And the ladder suddenly appeared in Aberdeen's hand. She grasped it tight, remembering how once she leaned it on the mountain, it would grow and grow. She held the rope in one hand and climbed the ladder with the other. When Aberdeen reached the top, she pulled the rope and freed Rinkrank. But she pulled the ladder up and took it with her. Old Rinkrank would never escape. He would be trapped in the mountain in his little house with all his gold and silver forever. Aberdeen went straight to her father, the king, to tell him what had happened. And there, in the great hall, she found him and Lochlan mourning her. All these months, they had never given up hope. But with each passing day, they grew more and more sorrowful. But now, 
The light shone in their eyes the moment they looked upon her. They rejoiced, and in three days, Aberdeen and Lochlan were wed. And they lived happily ever after. The end. Close our eyes so that we may drift off into a world of our own adventure. Good night, children. <laughs> <laughs>